You're listening to the Antos Podcast, where we explore the nature of stories in the pursuit of being in truth. I'm Mac. And I'm Vod. And our sentience depends on you. Now cue the intro music. We are close now. Oddly, this high in the mountains, we seem to finally be free from the oppressive touch of the deepness. It has been quite a while since I knew what that was like. The lake that Fedek discovered is below us now. I can see it from the ledge. It looks even more eerie from up here, with its glassy, almost metallic sheen. I almost wish I had let him take a sample of its waters. Perhaps his interest is what angered the mist creature that follows us. Perhaps that was why it decided to attack him, stabbing him with its invisible knife. Strangely, the attack comforted me. At least I know that since another has seen it, that means I am not mad. Alright, chapter 32. 32. Epigraph, freshly cut from the last episode. <laughs> um, yeah, let's talk about that. You know, I was going to talk about it last episode, but let's talk about it this episode. Yes. So, the epigraph, right? Oh, wow. Okay, so apparently they're safe from the deepness up in the Terrace Mountains, for whatever reason that is. It can't, its influence can't get to them. At least that's what it sounds like they thought, but the mist creature could get to them. Mm-hmm. So what the heck is going on there? Um, They found some lake. Could this be that the, the well they've talked about this entire time in the previous points in the epigraph? But it's there. They're there. The mist creatures attacking people other than our hero now, other than the Lord Ruler. What the heck is going on? Interesting stuff. We're nearing our our end here, so we're gonna find out, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, maybe, maybe. Chapter thirty-two. All right. So uh, Vin jumps up onto a roof and surprises Spook. Um, Mistborn aren't very good at not surprising people. Um, Even a ten eye. Especially a ten eye. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, Spook is just their best ten eye, so he has the most important watches and currently it's about to be nighttime, the sun's setting, and he's watching out because it's it's uh keep hasting, it's house hastings turn to fall tonight. Uh as they have been being worn down from constant attacks from other houses and tonight's the night that they're just going to be beaten into the dirt. And it's Spook's job to keep taps. Well, Vin's like, hey, so, yeah, about the handkerchief. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they they just get, they hash it out. And Vin's like, listen, Ellen's not with me anymore, but I still love the dude. Uh, it's you're, not you, it's me. It's not you, it's me. You're friend zoned. Can I keep the <laughs> handkerchief? And Spook's like, man, I, I've been living in the friend zone, so I get it. And they end up being chill. Spook says, like, Spook says what he thought. He was like, it was like a, just an infatuation. He he knew nothing was going to come of it. You know, he wanted it, but he he knew nothing was going to come come of it at the end of the day. Um. But yeah, he's on the he's on the lookout because soldiers are attacking only at night. This house war is going on at night because, I guess the the noblemen want to pretend like it doesn't exist. You know, and so everything's happening in the shadows, even though. They know the Lord Ruler knows, but they're also just kind of like, hey, we're just going to pretend. Mm-hmm. And 
So everything really happens at night. Um, Vin is kind of nervous because the garrison is only one or two weeks out. If they have a plan that they're going to pull off, it needs to happen soon before they get back. And Vin... How do I put this? There's always been this like kind of sense of hopelessness, but it's been like dreadful hopelessness. Vin, I think for the first time, has a more realistic view of things. She goes, I don't think we're going to pull this off. But it isn't despair. It isn't, oh, we could never pull it off. She's actually proud. I don't think we can pull this off. I think too many things went wrong, but I'm proud of what we've been able to do. And she even goes as far to say, and in the future, maybe I'll start my own rebellion down the road. You know, maybe I'll take, we'll take what we learned here and we'll do it again. Another one. Like, you know. Well, I mean, she recognizes there's a system in place. That yeah. it's not, it's not just like, oh, we topple, topple the big bad and it goes away. It's like, there's a whole big, you know, big pyramid of things that would have to fall down for it to go down. So she's, she's getting more realistic in that sense. Yeah. Yes. But, but one thing she points out is like, she goes, what we've done today is proof. You know, everyone, including myself, believed that the final empire couldn't be fought. But what we've done today is proof that we can resist and we can win. Eventually, we can win. Mm-hmm. Um, so all that happens and Kelsier <laughs> jumps up there and scares them the same way that Vin scared Spook. And is like, oh, yeah, sorry about that. Hey, uh, Vin, you ready? You ready to go? We're going to go see Marsh again, and we need to get more information on the ministry. But before we go there, there's some place I want to stop real fast, so we need to go ahead and head out now. Vin's like, cool, let's go. And Kelsier's like, on the way there, hey, Vin, thank you for what you said about Mare. You know, I think this entire time I was trying to find a reason to trust her, and I was giving, I wanted to give her the benefit of the doubt, and you gave me that reason, so thank you very much. And Vin's like, hey, it makes sense because, you know, based on what I've learned from y'all, it makes sense that given the, the, the two paths in front of you to trust everyone or to trust no one, it's less stressful and less on my mind. I'd rather trust everyone than not trust anyone at all. And and she's like, thanks for like messing me up. And Kelsey's like, oh yeah, we messed you up real good, man. You're all, you got nothing, no, nothing straight. And he goes, so, um. What do you think about, uh, maybe that's what your boy Ellen's trying to do. Kelsier, of all people, is trying to convince Vin that maybe Ellen is not that bad of a guy. <laughs> He's like, well, maybe isn't maybe that's what Ellen did, you know? Maybe Ellen was just trying to protect you, and that's why um, he, told, he said all those, you know, he says, like, nasty things to her. But, like, he's like, maybe that's why he said all those things. And she's like, no, Kelsier, you didn't see Ellen. I saw a different side of him. He was serious. He didn't want me anywhere near him. And I think he thinks I'm a spy for another house. And Kelsier's like, oh, you know, no you, Vin. Maybe you're the one with baggage and you're putting that baggage on this poor boy. And because you think that everyone leaves you, you think that's the only thing he could do. He said it a lot nicer than I did, but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) that's essentially what he said. And Vin's like, yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe. Well, they stop. And for they go to their stop before they visit Mars, Marsh, and it turns out that Kelsier's just visiting a group of Ska, and Vin goes to point out, like, oh, this is how I used to live. And 
she doesn't say it in a mean way, but it's not it's not nice anyway. She basically goes, "Was this as pathetic as I was?" Is the, you know, they're, they're... I mean, this is the same Ven who thought uh, getting a bath was a little a little much. Yeah, <laughs> is this how pathetic I was? You know, they're all so scared. They're all so worried. They're huddled up together. Is this really like what how I was like? And Kelsey's just there to inspire hope. He tells them all, "Hey, we House Hastings fell today, and I know you all work for Hastings." And they're like, "Who you know who's gonna feed us?" And Kelsey's like, "I'm gonna feed you. I just want you to stand up straighter. I want you to be a little prouder." They can be beaten. We can do this. And Vin's like, Vin notices something, which I think is an issue on Kelsier's part. It's something that I've been worried about and kind of looking. She goes, Kelsier loves the ska, but he loves them like a parent would love a child, not how someone would love an equal. Mm -hmm. And so it's not as bad as I thought, but it's still pretty bad. Kelsier, to him, these are his people, but he's above them and he sees himself as above them okay um but you know not as bad as i thought you know <laughs> there'll be a little bit more supremacy here and there yeah the, yeah for sure but uh yeah and it's revealed that kelsier does this multiple times a night in between his attacks and he's just you know he it's to inspire people it's to see how get people to see him Vin's like, one of them calls Kelsey the Lord of the Mist, and Vin's like, oh, that's a new that's one. That's a new one. Yeah, <laughs> that's a new one. But they leave there, and Vin's like, I can see why Kelsey does that, you know? It it would be awful if every single one of his nights was nothing but killing people, and, and you know, it probably does him good to inspire people and to do some good that doesn't involve killing. So she sees it. Um... But yeah, they head over to Marsh, the Marsh's place. They realize the light is on in the correct window, which means that Marsh is ready to see them. And they go in and Kelsier freezes and then immediately turns everything on. And it's like listening for people and goes, why is he freezing? And as the door opens, a pool of blood just soaks their feet. And we find Marsh, uh, just this corpse that Vin describes as barely resembles a human is just left in the center of this room and i think it was described it's exactly what happened in the thieving crew lairs except done to one person Mm -hmm. and crap the the ministry discovered marsh and vin is like snapping kelsier out of it because kelsier like this is i think the most vivid response we've seen to something when vin almost died we saw kelsier at his most panicked kelsier literally fell to his knees and did like the reach out like he wanted to touch marsh's face this hit him hard mm-hmm. and vin has to snap him out of it and goes listen this just happened that means there's an inquisitor nearby we need to go and kelsier to his credit, snaps out of it really quickly, and before they leave, Vin notices another, like, chair leg or table leg or whatever. The same way Marsh got the code last time, she finds another one that's hidden. And she's able to get it, and she sees that there's a message in it, and they get the heck out of there. So, Marsh had left them a message, and a lot of good it did. It had some useful information of it, but basically it was exactly what they expected. Marsh was like, uh, I think they suspect me, and I'm writing this as a just-in-case, um... I haven't found anything useful. Uh, I know there's whispers that there's a weakness. There's a whispers that the Inquisitors have a weakness, but I haven't heard it yet. 
uh, the most interesting thing that I've heard is that the Inquisitors want to be in charge and they're sick and tired of the Obligators being in charge. And they're more loyal to the Lord Ruler. Yeah, they're more loyal. Yeah. They're, they're, he's like, they, they're almost kind of fanatical. And that's the information we get from this message. But Marshall's right. They were on to him and they were able to get him. And it, I don't know, it didn't dawn on me the first time I read this. I was like, oh, okay, they got Marsh. That's sad. But it didn't dawn on me, but it dawned on Kelser pretty quickly. Kelser tells everyone, Lord Renew needs to pull out. We need to retreat. Everyone needs to go into hiding. Because Marsh almost certainly broke. Yeah, Marsh broke. The Inquisitors break everyone they get their hands on. Before they kill him. Marsh broke, and, you know, our entire plan is probably been given up at this point. And so we, you know, they send, uh, they send thugs and a, I think they send a 10 eye over to renew. And they's like, get him out of there. Tell him to like, take the canal boat and run. Um, and, but tell him to like abandon his canal boat, like a couple of days out and to come back to the city and hide here, you know, Doxon, go to the second, the backup safe house, the one that only me and you know about everyone needs to hide. They're like, Kelsey, what are you doing? He goes, I'll see y'all in two days. Kelsey, what are you doing? Like, I'm going to hit him where it hurts. And we get we get a, a literary technique that Brandon's so good at here. We get this view, a point of view of a random character. You know, if this was a video game, a random NPC. We get of this view of this random character that perfectly explains what Kelsey went through in the pits of Afsin. We get the point of, point of view of the slave of the pits of Hathsin. And... He's digging through, and we get to see how ATM's found. It's in these crystals that grow out, and you have to reach into the crystal and pull the, the, the geode of ATM out of it. And when you do, it, the crystals cut up your arms, all, all like how Kelsier's arms are cut up. And he's just excited. This guy's excited to find a geode of ATM because it means that he gets to live for another week. And when he comes out, all the guards are dead, and there's Kelsier. And Kelsier's like, Go take that ATM, or go take that geode, break it open, get the ATM, and sell it in a city, and go hide. Take as many people as you can with you, you know, split up the money, try to stay alive, you know. Who are you? I'm going to be what you're about to be, a survivor. And he helps them escape, and he goes in and uses his allomancy to find all of the all of the ATM geodes, all the crystals. And when you use allomancy around them, it breaks them, and... He destroys the pits of Afsin. At least all the ATM crystals. And that's uh that's where we're left with this chapter. So wow. <clears throat> we're in the Santa Lanch. And now every chapter there's like three or four big things that go on. I mean we've been in like this is the sandwich, this is just the beginning. Yeah. We're, we're we're it's rolling out and uh all at one time we get the pits of Hassan destroyed. Marsh is dead, oh, yeah. and yeah, the crew's in hiding, complete hiding. The, the, the plan, plan, the plan is, is in shambles. I mean, the, and that's the thing. It's like it's it's all over now. Just, yeah, just, yeah, like the the army was one thing, but like almost certainly Marsh would knew everything, and um, and the Inquisitors they break you. Yeah, there, there's, there's no like there's no doubt in any of their minds that Marsh didn't break. Well, that's the thing. It's I mean this corpse that they found like. It, barely resembled any anything like they it, so um 
Marsh almost certainly would have had to had to break. Um, we find out that there's some interesting politics going on in the background of the Steel Ministry with the with the Inquisitors and the Obligators, um, and that the Inquisitors have some things going on. Like he was on the verge, it sounds like, of finding out some actual information about them, but everyone's really tight lipped when it comes to Inquisitors. It sounds yeah. it sounds like yeah, they are quite tight lipped, but our viewers. Our listeners should not be tight-lipped and should go yes. ahead and give us a follow. Absolutely. And, and share this podcast if they're enjoying listening. Tell everyone. Tell everyone you you know. Tell people you lo- who love this stuff. Tell people who don't love this stuff. Tell your dog. Um, hey, yeah, play it while you're gone. You know, the dog might want to listen. <laughs> we appreciate everyone who's following so us. Thank you so much. Um, so that was actually a good transition. <laughs> like I said, I think I said when we first started doing these transitions, I'm going to do my best to give Linus tech tips. I'm going to try to give him a, a run for his money in transitions. So, um, um, yeah, I mean, another like pretty intense bloody thing. Um, we get to figure out why the scars happen when you get have go into the pits. Yeah, uh, the, the crystals cut your arms up. And he brings up this plot hole that I didn't even think of, which was... You know, why don't they use Alamancers to go get the ATM? Because they can pull ATM. We saw Vin do it when she fought Shan. Yeah. Uh, so why don't we have, like, Iron Missing going out there and just pulling all the ATM? And it's because these crystals explode when there's Alamancy around. Um, and that's why Kelsier just started to use all the Alamancy he could to pull on the crystals. And he could see all of them. Mm-hmm. And he could explode the pit- pits of Asin. Yep. Um so, I mean, that's going to have huge implications later on because now the ATM is going to be essentially gone for at least a little while. And in the next chapter, we're going to see the consequences of Marsh's capture, torture, and eventual breaking. Hey guys, it's Matt. Thanks for listening to the Autos Podcast. You'll start seeing regularly scheduled episodes starting November 14, 2022. If you'd like to follow us, please consider subscribing. We're a small project, so please support us with likes and comments because that's what the algorithms crave. If you're listening to the YouTube channel, please hit the notification bell. And if you really want to give us a boost, consider supporting us on Patreon so we can give Vaughn a better mic.